Welcome to the Gas Street Podcast. Our vision as a church is to be light for the city. We really hope you enjoy this message. Well, a very good morning to you this morning. Um, what a joy to be with you. Uh, first Sunday in December, Merry Christmas. Is it too soon to say Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas. Are you feeling good this morning? Are you feeling good this morning? Come on, you know, talk back to me when I ask you a question. Um, hey, well, um, what a joy to be wrapping up our series um, on Jesus the Healer. And uh, we've been, I guess, in the Gospels around, you know, the last eight weeks. And um, just believing today, just for more of God's presence, His joy, His light, His life to be just instilled in each and every single one of us. Who's got a Bible this morning? Um, I'd love to read just a few scriptures. And uh, shout out to everybody online as well. Uh, it's always a joy to, uh, to welcome you into our gathering. Um, we just believe that the Lord um, also wants to speak to you either right now or later on in the day as you're catching up. Um, Mark chapter 2. I want to read just maybe 12 verses. Can we handle 12 verses this morning? Yeah. And um, this, is, this is such a good story. In fact, it really preaches itself. So um, in the 12 minutes that I have left to preach, I will do my best to let you out on time for lunch today. Uh, here's what it says. When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed um, with visitors, there was no room even outside the door. While Jesus was preaching God's Word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus, seeing their faith. Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. Some of the teachers of religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, what is he saying? This is blasphemy, only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking and what they were thinking. So he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven or stand up, pick up your mat and walk? So I'll prove to you that the Son of Man, which you know, he doesn't have to do, I'll prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up. Pick up your mat and go home. The man jumped up, grabbed his mat, walked out through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, we've never seen anything like this before. Stand up, pick up your mat and go home. I wanna just close out the series like this if you're taking notes. I'm calling this the homecoming. The homecoming. Let's pray, Jesus, we thank you this morning for your word. We thank you, Jesus, that your word is not dead, but it's alive. It's active, it's sharp. It's sharper than a double-edged 
So Jesus, your word is able this morning to get into the places and spaces in our hearts that perhaps nothing else can get into. Lord, as I look out this morning, there are so many stories. We're crashing into the end of the year. There's been so many highs and lows. And God, I just pray that God, your word this morning would just bring it all together. God, we thank you that the preaching of your word is not a transactional experience. It's not a lecture or a seminar. This is a supernatural experience. So Jesus, I pray this morning that as your word goes out, it lands on good soil and it establishes that which it sets out to establish both online and in the room today. Come by your spirit now, speak to us. We pray in Jesus' name. And someone with faith said this morning, oh man, can we give Jesus just a 12 second praise? Just because, come on, just because he's good. Just because he's faithful today. Amazing, thank you Lucas for jumping on instrument number two this morning and helping me sound spiritual. Uh, The homecoming, when Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, news spread quickly that he was back home. I'll tell you this for free, there is nothing like getting back home after a little bit of ministry. In fact, I cannot wait to get back home in just a few moments. Uh, An afternoon nap is guaranteed. Who are the afternoon nappers in the room? Just give me a wave if you love it, 20 minutes. Come on, yeah, half an hour, an hour? No, that's not a sleep, that's not a nap at the back there. I would imagine that for Jesus's homecoming, Um, His hopes would have been that the preaching, the crowds, uh, all of that would have simmered and would have been less intense. Why? Because he was back home. Now, whether it was Peter's house or some lodgings that he had taken, it was home, a place of rest, a place of rejuvenated, a place where you can take a second and a moment and gather yourself, Capernaum, the name of the original town of Capernaum was actually the village of comfort. And as you can see in our text this morning, there was no chance of that because as soon as people heard that Jesus was in town, they came running. Now these days, it's more of a casual stroll. You know, arrive at church, you know, when I can, not judging you at the back, okay? These days, it's more of a casual stroll, but but when they heard that Jesus was in town, they, they came running. They weren't even willing to wait until he appeared later on in the synagogue or on ch- at church on Sunday. They weren't willing to wait around for the 10.30. You know, they, they wanted to get to Jesus. They, they came when, don't wait until, you know, you come here on a Sunday to get to Jesus. You know, Thursday works as, just as good. They, they wanted to see Jesus. They wanted Jesus and they wanted him right now. Because why, where the king is, there shall the gathering of the people be. One invited another, come, let's, let's go see Jesus. The house was, was so packed. There was no room anywhere. Oh, and what entertainment Jesus had for them. You know, they weren't gonna get any better than this. He, he preached to them, much like a gathering like this, some of them came perhaps for healing. Others, perhaps out of curiosity, they wanted to check the place out. What's happening there at Gas Street? What is this all about? 
Some came perhaps just to get a glimpse of Jesus. Nonetheless, when the people gathered around Jesus, He preached to them. Although the church doors were open to Him at proper times, Jesus didn't miss a moment to shepherd. In a house on a weekday, though some might have thought that it was both an improper place and an improper time, but Isaiah 32 verse 20 says that blessed are those who sow beside all waters. All waters. Jesus took every opportunity there was to, to preach, to, to see those who were captives set free. He took every opportunity to, to bring healing in a moment and among the people that were interested in an audience with Jesus, the Bible says in verse three, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. You know, that speaks to the role that each and every single one of us in the room and online that our Christians have intending to our brothers and sisters who may be in distress because we know not the time or how soon the distress may just become our own. These four guys thought to themselves, themselves if they could just uh, carry this man to Jesus just once, they, should, they probably would never need to carry him anymore. Have you ever tried to carry people? Yeah, it can be quite exhausting at times, frustrating perhaps, disappointing. You see, you and I aren't designed to carry people the way that, that Jesus is. I can carry you perhaps for a moment. I can maybe get around you for a hot second, but at some point you and I have to get into the presence of Jesus for ourselves. We can get up there on a Sunday and encourage you around God's Word. We can challenge you, we can teach you, we can text you, hey, are you coming along on Sunday? Be great to see you, we can do all of that. We can you know, put on some good worship and music for you. But maybe you know church, maybe you know how this works, but let me tell you, as we close out the year this year, you and I have to know Jesus. We have to know Jesus. It's not enough to know the systems. It's not enough to know the process and how this works. We have to know Jesus. People came from everywhere. In that, they, were, they were everywhere in the house. They're in the bedroom, on the stairs, in the bath, in the fridge, eating the cake. Verse four says, they couldn't bring this man to Jesus. So what did they do? They dug a hole. They committed a crime, broke into someone's house. They dug a hole through the roof to bring this man right down in front of Jesus. Listen, this was a big shift. But you know what I love is that nothing was gonna stop them from getting to Jesus. And it got me thinking, what stops us sometimes? What stops you? I mean, you're here this morning, but perhaps you're struggling to engage. Perhaps you're struggling as we're singing, you are good. You're struggling to, to see the goodness of God. What, what stops us from lifting a hand and engaging with the presence of God? What stops us from engaging our mind, our soul, our spirit, our bodies? Is it is it the style of worship in here today? Is it the reality of what you're facing in your life right now? Are you too busy? 
Is it guilt perhaps that you feel? Is it shame from the last three days that gets in the way? For these guys, it was the crowd. They were, they were, so, they were overwhelmed. That can be intimidating. But my question to you this morning is, what is your crowd? May not be people. May not be, you know, a room packed full of worshipers. What's, what's your crowd? I don't know what you need to push through this morning, but here's my encouragement and it's profound, you're gonna love it. It is push through. Yeah, 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 that's full of anointing. Yeah, yeah, my encouragement to you this morning on the 4th of December is, is hey, come on, Gas Street, let's, let's push through. Let's push through, find, find another door. If you can't get in through one door, find another door. Sometimes you just need faith to kick in just to kick in where you begin to trust God again, where you begin to believe God again. Where's the place where your faith kicks in again? Where do we need to get to? What stops us? Is it isolation? I can't imagine how isolated the man on the mat had been. I can't imagine how long for, I wish I knew his name, you know, maybe Derek. I feel like he's a Derek. I don't know how Derek had been on that mat, how long he had been on that mat for. I don't know how isolated he must have felt. Maybe you're here this morning, you've got a lot of friends, yes, but you feel alone this Christmas season. And we're getting excited, we're talking about Christmas, but maybe the reality for you is that Christmas isn't an, isn't an exciting time. Perhaps it's a reminder of what you've lost. Perhaps the season is you're looking around and you're seeing the, the fancy trees and the lights and the joy and the atmosphere, you know, come let us adore him. For you, that's, that's a tough reality. And maybe you're feeling as so alone in this season like you've never felt bef before. Maybe you, you do talk to a lot of people, but you've got no one to talk to and that stops you from opening up your heart in this plane. Here's the headline this morning, don't, let the roof stop you. The roof is on fire. Yeah, I almost called this message that. I prophesy this morning that, that the ceiling that has been over your life in the last 11 months is about to smash. Yeah, it's about to smash. You're about to experience a freedom like never before. What has been an obstacle, what has been an obstruction is about to become an opportunity. What has felt like failure in the previous season? What has felt like setback after setback, disappointment after disappointment? I really sense the Lord wants to establish His kingdom on that, that He wants to turn it around and give you hope. Verse five, seeing their faith, Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and He said, my child, your sins are forgiven, my child are just the heart of the Father in Jesus, a reminder that we are all His sons and daughters. We're all sons and daughters this morning of, of the Most High God. What is it that we have to understand when we come to Jesus? Here's the first thing that you and I need to understand. Number one, when we come to Jesus, we are received. We are received. I mean, one thing is obvious in our text, everybody can see it. We can all agree this morning that this man is physically paralyzed. 
When you're paralyzed physically, we can get around you swiftly. There will be a hand on your shoulder, I tell you, in about four seconds. We can get you to this altar immediately. But what about, what about the unseen paralysis this morning? What about that which, which isn't obvious? What about that which we can't see? What then? Or what about the self-pity you've, you've had in the last seven months? What about the self-destructive language and tendencies, the self-loathing? What about the lack of confidence? What about the secret addiction that isn't obvious at first glance? What about the resentment that maybe you may be carrying this morning? What about the anger, the unforgiveness, the, the bitterness, the pride? Oh, 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 but Jesus, what about my legs? No, my, your sins are forgiven. What about my legs? They don't work. Well, I see that. I see that. Well, it, it seems to me that your heart isn't functioning properly. It seems to me that the internal paralysis of the heart may just be what is causing you pain. What has caused you pain, what has caused you sickness and stress, a moment of tension in our text for a moment where Derek didn't come for forgiveness. He came for healing. This is, this is a moment of tension. Side note, I wonder if Jesus this morning specializes more in what we need. Uh, could it be that the work that the Lord has been doing in your life in, in, in this year, in the last season has been in the unseen. We sung it this morning. We know that according to 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse seven, that the Lord doesn't see things the way that you and I see them. We make judgments by what we see on the outside, but the Lord, He looks at the heart. I wonder if Jesus doesn't see a paralyzed man in this moment as much as He sees a paralyzed heart. For perhaps the majority of us today, uh, what's most pressing and the most pressing need may not be physical, but rather could it be that it is a healing in the unseen? Thank you, Katie. Oh, what would a loving God look like if he healed a man physically but left his heart in ruin? If Jesus wants to transform your life, perhaps he's gonna start with your heart this morning. Perhaps that's where he's gonna start. And that's confronting because it requires vulnerability. And I know you're not gonna shout about vulnerability this morning, you know, it's not popular. But when, when the Lord wants to perform heart surgery on our hearts, it requires, it does require us to, to open our mouths and open up spiritually and physically and invite him in, you know, as a gentleman. Maybe that's where the Lord wants to bring healing this morning and set you free. Seeing their faith, side note, you need community. You need community. What was, was it, was it Derek's idea to be taken to Jesus? Was it the man on the mat's idea? I don't know, probably not. Because the reality of paralysis is that you are carried by people. Who's, who's carrying you? Who, who's carrying you? Are they carrying you to Jesus or are they pulling you away? Food for thought, that's why gastric groups are important. That's why jumping on, you know, jumping, getting involved in a community like this is important because it might not be now where you need people to carry you to Jesus, but it may just be in June next year. I mean, how do you know? 
Who are you gonna call? Don't tell me Ghostbusters. Who are you gonna call? Who are you gonna fire off a text to next year in June and say, hey, please pray for me? Oh, and until then, by the way, who are you carrying now? In Jesus, we are received. Here's the second thing. In Jesus, you and I are restored. Oh, there's restoration in Jesus. Oh, there's, there's, there's a touch, there's a, there's breakthrough, there's, there's healing in Jesus. But some of the teachers of religious law who were, who were sitting there thought to themselves, what is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins 100%. Top marks, gents. Jesus leaves for a moment the paralyzed brother and walks across to Karen. And he says, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to this brother, your sins are forgiven or stand up, pick up your mat? And walk, I love that Jesus considers not what is harder, but what is easier. Because Jesus doesn't live in the realm of impossibility. He lives in the realm of all things are possible. It's impossible with man, it may be, but with, with God, some things, all things are possible. You know what? Jesus is not just a teacher, He's a healer. He's a restorer. Oh, you think, you think that I can't do both. Jesus turns to Derek and he says, stand up, pick up your mat and go home. He proves his power to forgive sins by demonstrating his power to heal. He couldn't have cured the disease, which was the effect if he could not have taken away the sin, which was the cause. Two for one, I know you love a bargain. Oh, what a... What a good deal for us this morning. We are received in Jesus. We are restored in Jesus. He, he restores us. He will restore the earth that the locusts have eaten. He will restore relationships. I don't know this Christmas. Maybe, maybe there are some relationships that the Lord wants to restore. I don't know what's gonna go on around the dinner table or when you're back home in that environment that perhaps was once toxic, but, but I don't know, maybe the Lord wants to, wants to bring some restoration to that. How about the band come up? I'll wrap up in a moment, play something awesome. Uh, he's a restorer of lost time. Forgotten dreams, what have you had to lay down this year? What have you had to make a decision? Not because you wanted to, but because you had to, because you had no other option because everything hinged on you laying this thing down and it was a dream, it was personal to you. Oh, I wonder if in this season that the Lord would just bring some restoration in that for He is a restorer. He's a restorer of broken hearts. Maybe you sat here this morning and your heart is in pieces. Oh, come Holy Spirit and, and restore broken hearts today. Every obstacle, every obstruction, God, would you create an opportunity? He's a restorer of troubled minds. He restores. So, so come on, stand up. Stand up, Gastry. Stand up for what is right. On behalf of others, on behalf of the oppressed, pick up your mat and go home. Verse 12, 
And the man jumped up, grabbed his mat, and walked out through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, we've never seen anything like this before. Here's my last thought for you today. In Jesus, we're received, we're restored, and then we're released. We're released. There are some of you who've been in, in captivity. Maybe sin, it may be oppression, and you may have lost your voice this year. Oh, He wants to restore your voice. They're all amazed. I wonder who the onlookers are that are watching our lives. I wonder. Why are you so happy all the time? It's not that I'm happy all the time. It's just that I understand that I've been received into the arms of the Father. That I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded by Jesus. I'm being restored every day. Gastry, reminder today that you are the light of the world. Like a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. A light that is put on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. So let your good deeds shine for all to see that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Stand up, pick up your mat and go home. Home? Interesting, Jesus says in the first instance to the, to the, to the religious folk, to the Karens, walk. But now He says to, the, to Derek, He says, go home. A specific instruction. Who knows that Jesus gives specific instructions? Sometimes you have to read it again and again. You have to pray again and worship again and come back to church again. You have to just go back again and again. What does this tell us? It tells us that He is at home. Obviously, He's at the house where Jesus was staying, you know, but He's not home. He's not home. That mat, I feel, had become His home. We get so comfortable on our mats. We get so comfortable in our routines, in our careers. Oh, you've had an amazing career this year. You haven't even had time to, to get stuck into what the Lord is doing because your career is amazing and I'm glad for you. But those things can become our mats. Oh, we've got our easy work-life balance and that mat even becomes our identity. It's important, yes, I get it, but hey, roll it up. Because that mat is not your home. Some of us perhaps we don't even, not yet Aaron, thank you. Uh, some of us perhaps, <laughs> we don't even recognise our need for healing because we've made the mat our home, yet it's not your home. Draw it to mind right now, what is it? What is, what is the situation that you're in that has become your identity outside of Christ? What is the obsession? What have you become so obsessed with? Oh, I've just gotta have this. I need this. What is that, what is that place that has become your home? That mat is not your home. It's not your home. It's, it's not. When we come to Jesus, we are released into freedom, released into our future. I'm no longer a slave to, to fear. I'm a child of God. I once was lost, but now, now I'm found. I was blind, but now I can see. This, this man was healed. 
of his paralysis so that he could go home. But he was forgiven of his sins so that he could go home. Stand up, pick up your mat and go home. Either way, this morning, this is the homecoming. Welcome to the homecoming. This is the place of healing. This is the place of forgiveness. This is the place where you are received into the arms of the Father, where you are restored, where you are released. Lord, come now by your Spirit, let's pray. And just bring restoration in this moment. Some of us need to come home today. This December, it's about the, ho the homecoming. We're, we're coming home. Some of us, it's gonna be hard. Some of us will come running. Some of us will come desperate. Some of us this morning are desperate. We need you. Come and bring restoration in this place. Stand up, pick up your mat and go home. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. If you want to find out more, visit our website, gastric.org or follow us on Instagram at Gastric Church.